The Mishnah mentioned that our Bohedetis, Einlam Chelikel Mabo. They are Bilam, Gechazi, Achitoifel, and Doyig. So I think we mentioned previously that it's really out of order, but they're all Achitoifels with an Aleph, Bilam is with a Beis, Gechazi is with a Gimel, Doyig is with a Dalit. So I want to go through each one of them the way we went through Menasha, you know, spend time on each one, going through the various. Chazal and different Gemaras. Obviously, Bilam we know about, right? Saying he's a Pesach and Chumash. So, you know, it's a little different than than everybody else because everybody else, it's uh, various parashiyas and nach that we're not so familiar with. But before we move on to Bilam, I just want to go through the Tefillah of Menasha, which we've been talking about for a while. So the Meimloyis brings it. And what's interesting is that it's brought down, that, that we have this feel of Menashe elsewhere. But I don't know, I didn't look into it, what's accurate, it is accurate, it's not accurate, it's, a, it's a, you know, where we have it from. So I'm, that's why Davka, I want to go through the one that the Mehmlais brings, because that, I, I feel it'd be to make the most sense and give us the best understanding of what happened. Um, all kinds of things we didn't mention. This is a Gemara. The Gemara says in Yuma that there were golden fruits that would grow on vines and trees in the base of Mikdash, and they were able to eat it. It was edible. It was very nice. In his days, because of the Averis that were going on over there, the fruits, the golden fruits of the trees that Shlema Melech designed in the base of Mikdash dried up. And the Me'ala Mizbeach, the fire that was on the Mizbeach from Shlema Melech went up, went up to Shemaya. It was nostalgic, it was gone. Very interesting thing. I mean, this obviously we need, we need to go through this a little more. But it says that the Pesel Micha, which was a, a old, old Bavustav that made problems for the Eden throughout accompanied him, maybe he took it with him to Bava. But just remember that when he was, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu returned his Malukah to him and he went to Yerushalayim, so obviously he dropped the Avedah Zohar. Avedah Zohar was not on his agenda anymore. It was Hashem Walekim and Vayachna Alfnei Hashem Ma'od. And Ba'amru Chazal Sebamahi Shiva it says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was Meshiv him to his Malchus, as we saw in the Mishnah, Beruach, with the wind. Kemesha Nemar, the Pasuk says, Yashev Rucha The wind will blow and will bring down the waters. Yashev Rucha Yizlu Begamatriya Menashe Ben Yechizkiya Shahiridai Haruach Menakli Bechzir Lamalchus. The wind came and cooled him off when he was cooking in the pot. And with that, he was able to return to his Malchus. That's an interesting thing. The state in Yerushalmi. Um, okay. HaKosh Baruch Hu opens the gates for those who bang on them with tshuva. As we saw, Shari Tshuva and Shemayim are always open. There are times when the Malach will close up the windows of the Rikia so that the tshuva doesn't go in. If he bangs b'tshuva, it will get open. And this is what Menashe Davin. This was his tefillah. So let's go through it. 
Elecha Hashem Hagodol Hagiba Vahanoira. To you, Hashem, Hagodol Hagibar Vahanoira. We can't go through it now. I mean, it is close to Tisha B'Av, so there is. We should get back to that Gemara. That Godel is connected. The Midas Hachesed of Avram Avinu Gibar is connected the Gvur of Yitzchak, and Neira is connected the Midah of Yaakov. Elekavay Seinu Avram Yitzchak to Yaakov is Zarei Hatzadikim Avadecha. I'm returning to you, Hashem, the God of Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, and the, his descendants that are Tzadikim, your servants, Ekro. I call out to you, and I pour out my whole heart to you. You are Hashem, the only one. You created the Shemayim and the heavens of the heavens and all the heavenly hosts with your Maimer. As we know, the Gemara says that Basar Mamar Sivra Ha'ilam, it says ten times, there, were, there was an Amira ten times. By now Gemara says if you count them you'll only see nine. So Zakhtar Gemara Bereshis Nami Maimer who Bereshis is also a Maimer. So what what was the creation of Bereshis? Now Bereshis we always say you know in Bereshis in unfang in the beginning, in the beginning yeah we know anybody who opens the Torah from the beginning knows that we're talking about the beginning. So what's Bereshis mean? So the Goyin says that this means the creation of time, because our world is very limited by time and. There's a big talk because if a person is misdabic in the middle of his rizos, means that you're you're not just running against the clock. Running against the clock means that you're pressured for time. Zrizos means that you're so out of the pressure for time that you do everything with such a, you know, zrizos means that you're not bound by time. That yet you do everything even better than being pressured by time. Okay. And from the beginning, the creation of earth and everything that's in it, and all the seas and everything that's in them, like your will. You place the sand as the boundary for the sea with your mitzvah. And you also stuffed up the mayonis to him with your seal of your right hand. So let's talk about this for a second. There's a seemingly coming from a Pesach and Tillam, that the Gemara Vasra explains that really the ocean, we know, if you look at the ocean, yeah, how do you know the ocean's friendly? Because it waves, right? Yeah, we know it's a joke. Yeah, but the point is, you know, I get, I'd get at least one Rebbe joke somewhere along the way, right? Yeah. You know, we were learning a Gemara once, and the Gemara said over a, a, a thing, you know, it was like a joke that one Amara said to the other. So my Rebbe says, well, of course it's not funny, because it's a Rebbe joke, what do you want? But, um, the pshat is like this, that the ocean has a rotsun to flood. And if not for the fact that Akash Baruch put the sand there as a boundary, it would flood the whole world. So as we spoke yesterday, that the Mida of Chesed is, without, the Mida of Chesed in its raw state is without any boundaries whatsoever. And, you know, lately we've been having a lot of storms, right? Imagine it would never stop. Chesed doesn't stop, Right? If, if chesed stops, it means because there's a boundary. The teva of chesed, the metzias of chesed is, it goes without stopping. So imagine like the water, the waves are just going to come, and you, you know, the tsunamis, or like all these massive hurricanes. Imagine they would never stop. The world would get destroyed. So chesed by itself is too powerful. It's too much. So you've got to slow it down. Like Hosh Baruch makes a gvulayam. 
makes a boundary with the sand. The sand holds, you know, holds it up. And not only that, but also he says that Akash Baruch plugged up the Mayonais Tehaim. There are underground, there are Mayonais, there are springs of water that sprout, that bring water forth. And what happens is that these springs can also flood the world. So Akash Baruch Hu made it beteva that these things should be plugged up. Now if you dig sometimes, they'll you know, a famous story, the Klezmer Rebbe the and he was in the, he was on a death march, and people were dying, and uh, you know he got shot over there, he got shot in his arm, and uh, there were a lot of uh, terrible stories over there, but people were dying of thirst, and they asked him, he said, Rebbe, what can we do? We know we need a drink. So he said, I don't see what we. Get. He didn't really say anything. Then a little while later, he said, Our voice, I, whoever has courage to dig, dig over here. And they started digging their water, just started coming up. How he knew? Maybe. But they started digging and water came up and the people had what to drink. Okay. And all the inhabitants of the world got excited and worked up because of the Kedusha and the Mishem Kachachavetefartacha. The mountains trembled in, trembled in front of you. And the hills crumbled with gara usually means to get angry and to scream. Now, Akash Baruch is not screaming at anybody per se. Obviously, it's all a muscle of different midas and an august of Akash Baruch Hu. But the fear that Akash Baruch Hu instills upon the entire Bria would make it as if these mountains are trembling and crumbling. Now, so in the beginning, we know that halacha is that when a person starts davening, he has to be mishabeach hakadosh baruch first. In Shemin Esrei, we have the three brachas. We have the first bracha, Amogen Avram. Second bracha, Chaya Mesim. The third bracha, Atakadosh. Only after we finish Atakadosh can we ask. Hakadosh Baruch Hu for something. Then we ask away. Right. So pay attention to the nusach of the tefillah here. That till this point, where he's davening, he's he's in tremendous pain. And he's being mishabeach Hakadosh Baruch Hu. He's praising Hashem. Now you would think that he wouldn't be screaming out in pain. So there are different types of tefillah, but even in this kind of tefillah, when a person is screaming out in pain, we see. That he's still being Mishabeach Akash Baruch in the beginning, like the Gemara says. Yes. So, Manasha is saying there's oil being cooked in a pot? Correct. How is he not dead yet? Because they wanted to make it a slow and painful death. So, he still had time. Also, so I'm explaining it and I'm taking I'm taking my time. One second. I'm taking my time saying over what Manasha said. Right? He probably said this a lot faster. The question is, how do we know that this is what he said? Who recorded it? Maybe he recorded it. I don't know. So this is again. This is what I want to look into. Maybe we'll we'll we'll, we'll get somewhere with this, but we'll see. Well, you want to say something else? No. no, you're good. All right, everybody's following. Everybody's good. Yeah. So beata Hashem alekim, and now Hashem, im kiravu if it's not too much for you, va'adir koychacha bechelcha, and with all your great strength and power lo yachilu achoytim zamecha, and you didn't finish your anger with all the sinners v'kitzpecha. Ketzav is also a type of a different type of anger. Your Hakadosh takes nekama on the sinners, and he's 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 a kanoi when it comes to chet chetoim. Ubal chema, 
And there's again, chem is a different type of anger. Litzarich, for when you need it. And you protect the charein af, your anger, to to distribute it on the your enemies. A fascinating point that we have to understand over here that, you know, I, I'll just be marked a little bit. The Gemara says in Kedushin and other places that there are three Shutzim um, in a person. HaKadosh Baruch his mother and his father. So the mother and the father obviously contribute to the physical makeup of the child. And HaKadosh Baruch gives him an Nishama. So how does a child come to recognize HaKadosh Baruch right? Which, on a simpler level, what sense does a child have when it comes to authority? What's his relationship with authority? If a child has very loving parents, his, his understanding of HaKadosh Baruch Hu will be a lo- of, of a loving father. If a person has parents that... You know, the authority that they place upon him is very, you know, very strict and very restricting. So that's how he's going to grow up, viewing HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And it's very hard, when we get older, to get the picture of Hashem out of our head and to change it, to sort of understand um, that Hashem is Malay So in a sense, if we're very used to growing up, under, hearing, you know, hearing HaKadosh Baruch Hu punishes this and punishes that and punishes the other and punishes this and punishes that and punishes the other, let's learn some Pesukim and Chumash. Let's learn some Chazal, and we'll see how much Rachman does HaKadosh Baruch Hu has, right? So, there is a Mahalach HaChaim that people have that, they, that they, they're very introspective, and they're busy, you know, saying, you know, you know I, I woke up late for the evening, so I'm going to get punished with this. Or there's always a, a fear of punishment, which is the lowest level of Yerushalayim, of Yerah, of Hashem. Because you're scared of the punishment. You're not scared of Hashem. You're scared of the punishment. You don't want to get punished. So it's a madrega. It's something, but it's it's a lower, it's a lower madrega than yours. Hashem means that you're afraid to go against Hashem because you don't want to, you know, you don't want to disappoint Hashem. Meaning, just like you don't want to disappoint your parents. You don't want to make your parents feel bad. You don't want your parents to, to 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 speak negatively about you or to judge you. So then, you don't want to disappoint them. The same is with Hakadosh Baruch You don't want to. You don't want to disappoint Hakadosh Baruch So listen to what Menashe says. Menashe just went on two, three lines saying about how Hakadosh Baruch takes revenge on those that are chayte against him. Halayim kolzeh. On top of all this, niflu umaid. There's tremendous wonder. We would never be able to finish telling over Rachamecha v'Chasadecha. Your great Rachmanus and your great Chasadim. What's the difference between Chesed and Rachamim? Anybody know? Anybody want to guess? Uh, Chesed and Rachamim, what's the difference? Yeah, I know that. What does that mean? True. You got it right. Yeah. What does it mean? What's the difference between Chesed and Rachamim? Huh? Yes, so what does that mean? Well, was yeah, he said that. So let me explain. We spoke yesterday and we spoke earlier before. The chesed is the rotten to do good. Now, I want to do good to you, not because I like you, not because I don't like you. I'm not even thinking about if I like you or not. 
I like helping people. I like doing chesed. I like giving out danishes to everybody. I like serving chalun to everybody. I like giving out food to everybody. I like making sure everybody's comfortable. I'm going to go around making sure everybody feels comfortable. Rachamim, on the other hand, is I feel bad for somebody. You, there's a chesed by you, and I try to fill that up. Chesed, chesed means I want to just give. I want to give. I like to give. I give you, I give him, I get. Right? The danger is with chesed, we spoke yesterday, if we give the wrong people, or we give the wrong, or we're so giving we don't even realize who we're giving to, what we're giving to. right? But rachmim is, you see a person on the street, he's wearing ripped clothing, and he's in a shower in a couple of years, you know, you probably feel bad for him, so you bring him into your house, you spritz him down, it's not pleasant, it's not kashmak, we do it anyways. That's rachmim. Yeah, is Sometimes it's altrachmonus, you feel bad, it's nebuch, and sometimes it's chesed, that Hashem just gives. Yeah, the chesed sounds like a little better, right? It's just giving. I don't, I don't sit down to think, should I give, should I not give, I give you, should I give him? There's a lot less chesed when it comes to chesed rachem, it's a little more thought through. I think it could be a little off with this, but that's my understanding of this. Ve'ata kel elyon, you are the Kale Elyon, and you are good to those that that look forward to you, the Erech Apayim, and Akashbokhu's Marech Af. What does it mean, Akashbokhu's Marech Af? We say this a lot of times in Davening, it's talking about it. That a person will do an Avera, and a person will think they'll get punished right now, right? But maybe in 40 years down the line, he's going to lose $20, and that's going to be the Oynish that he, for the Avera that he did some years back. Listen, we don't know the Cheshbayin Shemaim. The little bit that we do know is from what it says in Chazal. And that's the best that we can make of it. For those that believe and hope in the Yeshua of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And you extended a lot of Mechila. You were Marba B'Mechila. The, the, the idea of HaKadosh Baruch Hu extending his Mechila is... That we said, like we said before, it's never too late. It doesn't matter how low a person falls. By the way, Klal God in life, there's no such thing as hitting rock bottom. Yeah? If you think you hit rock bottom and it's time to, you know, time to fix your wagon and time to do tshuva, that means that for you, you, ha- you came to realization, you came to understanding. But it's always possible to fall lower than that. You're not going to believe this, but this is true. Yeah? So her base hamechila b'kdusha shemecha. You you expanded and extended your mechila b'kdusha shemecha. V'gadarta v'yaadita haslicha v'akapara l'chol hashavim l'atayv lahem l'nafsham kol ayom. And you made a boundary. And you gave a present of slicha and kapara to all those that want to return l'atayv lahem and that want to do good to themselves l'nafsham kol ayomim. Any time, all the days of their life. Meaning, at any point in time, a person could turn around. Yeah. When a person's younger, maybe it's easier for him because he's, you know, he's still trying to figure himself out. So if he wants to go this way, he wants to go that way. A person who has his whole life worked out for him for forty years, and now he's all of a sudden going to turn around, you know, make a whole three sixty and turn around his whole life. That's not so simple. But people do that. We see that. We know that. If this is all true. That you have this meat of tzedakah and rachamim, kileit tzivisa sheyeshuvu b'tshuva lefanecha from Yitzchak Yaakov avdecha shoyim ha'olim v'adolim oyah beishemecha b'shemir pikudecha. You never told Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, your servants, that we're always your most beloved people. 
They loved your name, they loved you. And they were careful with all your mitzvahs. You never told them to do tshuva. But to us, your children, the ones that need a return like us, today you made a takana for them. You gave them the ability to be misaking that even though they fell, they'll return to you for the sins that they did and they'll be that the tefillah should go up in front of you it's very interesting Musig. we spoke yesterday the Teres about the Chatira it's very interesting there are times when a person didn't daven with Kavona let's talk about davening for a couple of minutes Yeah, there's something called Tefillah Tzibor and then there's something called Tfilah Bitzibur, and there's a Tfilah Yachid. If a person davens by himself, Zakta Gemara, person davens by Yechidus, person davens by himself, so then when the Tfilah goes up to Shemayim, Sarkoj Baruch Hu says, hey, what's this guy doing? You know, let's see if he's deserving or not. Sarkoj Baruch Hu checks his record and sees, you know, is this guy's Tfilah deserving to be accepted or not? And it places a person. HaKadosh Baruch scrutinizes this person, is this person Roy to daven or not? So the Gemara says that if a person is davening B'yechidus, at least he should daven the same time that the Tzibur is mispalel, because he's being mishatif imayimah as we spoke a few times already, that a person should always connect himself to the Tzibur, and that way, you know, HaKadosh Baruch is hein kel kaber lo yimayis betfilas rabim, HaKadosh Baruch is not disgusted by tefillah of rabim, even if there are sinners amongst this Tzibur, HaKadosh Baruch Hu views the Tzibur as a whole by accepting, I guess, the other people that are in this Tzibur and the Tzibur will be oil. Now, there's something called Tzibur's Tzibur. What is that? That is that how did it work before Anche Knesset came around? So everybody would get up and they would daven whatever was on their mind, whatever was on their heart. You know, the guy needed Parnassah, he would daven a whole Nuslech of Parnassah. There was no Sidurim, there was no specific Nusach of how to daven, everybody daven, however they wanted, whatever they wanted. Came along Anja Knesset HaGadayla, and so what was, you know, the Tfilis of the Tzadikim, the Tfilis of the Ovis. Avram was Mesach and Shachris, Yitzchak was Mesach and Mincha, Yaakov was Mesach and Marif, right? What was the Teichen, what was the, what were they davening about? What was inside the Tfilah? What was inside the Tfilah was all kinds of Kavanis, all kinds of deep, deep uh, things connecting to all kinds of Great Madragas and different Shemus of Akash Baruch, let's say, right? What Anjik Knesset Hagdela did, they did as a tremendous favor. What they did was they were Kailal, all these great Kavanas and all these great powers that all the great Sadiqim previously had, and they put it into these specific words of our davening. So our tefillah that we say, if we say the Nusach that was created by Anshay Knesset Gdaila, we're ready ahead of the game. So there's a certain power that this tefillah has, regardless of how we say it, and regardless of where we say it. In a certain oifen, even if a person davens b'yechidus, but he uses the nusach, he uses the l'shaynus of Anshay Knesset Gdaila, the tefillah is already going to get accepted. Now, if a person davens b'yechid, a yochid that davens, he needs to have kavana, otherwise the tefillah is not oila. If 
he has kavana, the tefillah is oila. It goes up to Shemayim. If he does not have kavana, the tefillah is not oila. But the way, one of the easiest ways to get the tefillah to be oila is to use of tefillah. Right? And that's why we use this nusach today. Because this is what, you know, this is like the, the, the catapult to, to push the tefillah up. Right? So the same is true if a person davens b'tzibur and does not have kavana. Because he's davening b'tzibur, so even if he doesn't pay attention to what he's saying, his tefillahs can still be oila because he's being mishtatif in matzibur. So there's two ways that a person's, simple ways that a person's tefillah could be oila. Either he uses the nusach of anshek resak or he davens b'tzibur. And if he davens b'tzibur together with the anshek resak nusach, then all the more so his tefillah is oila. Now, there are times that a person's tefillah will not go up properly. Whether because he did certain averis, whether because he didn't daven properly, or he wasn't prepared for davening, you know, significantly enough, right? But there are certain mitzvahs, let's say like tzedakah, and different types of, and chesed, and different types of mitzvahs, that will push all the tefillahs, that will push all the tefillahs up. I mean, it will give it a boost. Meaning the tefillah stops somewhere along the way, and it has like a stopover. And as we said from the Mayamas that the Pasuk says, you, Luratan, and Rafi, that every tefillah will get answered. The question is now, the question is tomorrow, next week, next year, in 70 years. But the tefillah will get answered. It's actually very interesting, Shtayn and Chazal, that there's a heichal of where all these tefillahs gather, all like the not so well accepted tefillahs, you know, all the failed kind of tefillahs. There's a certain heichal in Shemayim where these tefillahs go into. And yeah. And on Shmini Atzeres, on Shmini Atzeres is a big avoida. Part of the avoida of what happens on Shmini Atzeres is that if a person davens b'tzibur on Shmini Atzeres, all, the, all these failed kind of tefillahs, all these tefillahs that are broken, missing pieces, missing parts, they all get pushed into the heichel of the real tefillah of Kavana. And it's important to remember this. I mean, it's not Shmini Atzeres yet. What? It's not so random. It's not so random. It's, 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 there's a lot of Torah to understand this properly. Obviously, we're not doing justice to it now. But maybe, Mitzvah Hashem, we get close to Shemini Atzeres, we'll talk about it. What? Yeah, I think Simchas Torah would be an extension of that, because I think by us it's really the same, you know, the same yontif. Um, but the point is that that's what, that's what Tfilah B'tzibur on that special day. Every day there's a tikkun that needs to happen in the world. And there are various tikkunim that happen in all the oilamists based on our avoidah. And one of the avoidists, one of the tikkunim that happens on Shemini Yatzeris is that all these tefillahs that didn't make it throughout the year, HaKadosh Baruch Hu welcomes them. And because it's a day, Shemini Yatzeris is a day that's specific. Let, let, let's just, I think on the most elementary level, this is the understanding. Because on Sukkot to Shivan Parim, the 70 cows that were makrav over the Yantif of Sukkot, and Shemini Yatzeris, is a very different kind of carbon. And Shtayn Chazal, why is this so? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu says that imagine a marshal of a king that made a, you know, that started a new kingdom and he invited all his friends and all, all the other kings and all kinds of other people, all kinds of other Chashu officers to take part in the, to take part in this celebration. So fine, so everybody comes, right? But the king has, let's say the king has a son that he's very, very close with. So the whole time, the whole seven days of the original party, 
he's celebrating with everybody. He has to entertain everybody. But then after everybody leaves, he's left with his son. And now he's going to give specific attention and specific ava to his son that he wasn't able to give the last seven days. So after we bring all the karbanas for the shivim parim, Hakash Baruch Hu says, Aniva ata nismach biachad, me and you, Klal Yisrael, will rejoice together. And Hakash Baruch Hu wants to rejoice with the Klal Yisrael wherever they are at. And however their trilas were throughout the year, Hakash Baruch Hu wants to be misameach them. And by being misameach them, means gathering. So all the tefillahs that were gathered throughout the year, now HaKadosh Baruch Hu lifts them up and takes them in and accepts them. And, and, and it's, a, it's a very, very special day for davening. All right? So that's what we're talking about over here. That, yeah. And he's being and he's beseeching that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should be Maila, all the tefillahs in front of him. Tzedakah is a mitzvah that pushes the, the tefillahs up as well. Amnam. Now we're getting to Menashe's personal video over here. Ani chatasi, I sinned, zariti, b'mezid, hershati, I was a rasha, hekshesi, oref, I was extremely stubborn not to change my ways. V'loi shamarti mitzvah I did not do it in mitzvahs. K'choyle yamim rabu pishay negdecha. Like the sand of the sea, that's how much I sinned against you. Amarti le era kaber tachayim v'le ala oid enay lamorim ki onu bekevel ragli. I said, I will never look at, I will never look forward to Elam Haba, and I will never raise my eyes up to heaven, because I always felt tied down to the chains of my feet on the ground. They trapped me with thorns, and they locked me up in chains. I'm stuck in iron. My head is bowed low before you. I'm punished now that I can't even raise my lift my head up to look at you to 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 the Marisi because I sinned bitterly against you. I'm losing my ruach. I feel like my you know I'm losing you know time is running out and I don't have much time left. Like a heavy, heavy package, my sins are weighing down on me. Now, if you remember what we saw yesterday in the Gemara, the Gemara says that he had this big, huge idol that he would get a thousand people every day to schlep it. And those people would generally not make it because it was too difficult to schlep it. Rabbi Sainan Chaisi, much are my size, Velibi Davoi, and my heart is broken, my heart is shattered. Befrat, Ki Havarti Bonai, I passed my son through age through the Avaydazara called Moilach. Onanti, I was ma'ayne, nachashti, I was menachesh, koshafti, I did kishuf, asisi oivi adaini. This is what the Pasuk says that he did all these averis. Dam naki b'ma'ay shafachti, I spilled a lot of blood for no reason. Megam malaysi yushalayim ipelopemi menu, and I filled up yushalayim ipelopemi, either that means that he killed a lot of people, or that means he killed Yishaya Novi. Samti pesel hasemel b'bayis ha'godl v'anayra shumishkan k'vaydecha. I placed... In the Bayez Hagadol V'Hanoira, that your resting place of your Shechina, Hishtachavisi L'Cholzav Hashemayim, I bow down to all the heavenly hosts. So Banisi Mizbechos L'Baylum La'Asherayis, and I built Mizbechos to the Baylum and to the Asherayis. For Beisi Lasis Rabbi Nachum Al Kivei Lokoi, my God and my King, He was just mefarit all His averes that He did, 
and he built Mizbechis to the Baal, and he built Asheris, and he continued to do, and he went more and more to sin in front of Hashem. So Leila Tayyavan, I didn't do it because I was having fun and I was enjoying myself, but it was a pleasurable experience. Kim Iskavanti. I did it specifically to I did it specifically to get you angry, to get you upset. I know that I am lost. I know where I went wrong. My stomach is churning up and down inside of me. And my liver is spilling on the ground because of my great foolishness of not being connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and for sinning against you. My heart's turning over to leave my evil ways and my destructive I want to return to you with all my strength and whatever I've got. With knees bowed and a shattered and broken heart I pour out my soul with fear and trembling, and as much as I sinned, you should give me a slicha and to forgive me for all my sins. And don't remind me of all the averis that I did from when I was born that will take me all the way down to the deepest depths of Gehenim. You know, the Gemara describes in places different parts of Gehenim. The Sefer Reish Chachma, written by, I would say probably in the 1600s or so. And in Reish Chachma, it's a very, very powerful Sefer, a lot of heavy Musr going on over there, it has a very, very scary, scary part of the Sefer called Masech Gehenna and Masech Tegehenna Kever, where he goes through different, it's from Chazal, and he goes through what happens to the soul after it leaves the body if a person did Averis. And it's scary, and there's stuff said about the people that learned this that they get very, very spooked out because it's a very, very, um, he paints a very, very clear picture. It's very not vague. It's very clear, very, very detailed description of what it looks like. And Menashe is saying here that he knows what's going to happen to his soul after he's going to go up to heaven because of all the Averis that he did. You'll be judging my neshama forever with extreme anger for embarrassment forever. You're righteous and you are straight, and full of mercy, your hand is stretched out, and your right hand is open to accept the sinners that are returning to you. Please show me the greatness of your chesed, and Yeshua give me, I'm not deserving, and I'm not roy to be accepted by you. Because I've sinned against you so terribly. Alalai li, woe is to me. And with your great Rachmanus, 
erase my sins. Harav kabseni mikol avinaisai. Clean me out, clean me off from all my avinas, my chatoisai. Ve'azamra lechabaidi, and I'll sing to you with all my being. This is just I want to say something here, maybe a little interesting. Menasha was a son of Chizkiah. We spoke. The Gomorrah is marach about this. Now the Gomorrah, earlier in, in Sanhedrin, and the Tzadidal, it goes through the story of Chizkiah Melech. Chizkiah Melech was a tremendous Baal Betochen. And he, was, he had to fight a war against Sanhedrin, who was the most powerful king in the world at the time. And Sanhedrin gathered his troops all around Yerushalayim, Chizkiah Melech gathered all of Klal Yisrael together and he said, listen, the way we're going to overpower him, Sanacherev, is with the Kayach Torah. And Chizkiah had tremendous betachin that the Torah is going to work to overpower, overpower Sanacherev. Was Chizkiah the king that did like things that Chizkiah approved on? Yeah. And, and, correct, very good. And what happened is, Chizkiah said, I have such betachin at Baruch Hu, I don't even have to pick up a sword to fight against Sancherif. I know, I know, I'm so confident that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not going to allow Sancherif into Yushalayim. What happened was, like the Gemara, that they were all taking a rest before the final battle where they were going to go conquer Yushalayim for once and for all, and everybody fell asleep. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu made it that the ears of all the soldiers that were there, thousands and thousands and thousands of them, should hear the shira of the malachim. The question is why there was a this. It's a shmuz of Nehatzman. And what happened was, they all died. They couldn't take it. It was too beautiful. Every single last one of these soldiers died. Besides Sancherev and his sons. His sons didn't get along with him. A whole maisa. His sons killed him. Whatever the story was, that was later. That was shortly after this maisa. The Gemara says there was a very specific taina on Chizkiah Melech that he did not say Shira after this nace happened. There's a concept of Shira. Now, there's Halal and there's Shira. Halal, we said this morning. Halal, we say on Yom Tovim. Halal is to celebrate a nace that happened once upon a time long ago. Shira is very different than that. If you pay attention to the way Shira Sayyam in Parsha Peshalach is written in the Torah, or Shiraz Hazinu, you'll see it's written differently than the rest of the Torah. Right? Shiraz Hayam is written when you stack bricks. Look across the street at the building to the window, you'll see the bricks aren't stacked up one on top of the other. It's like this. And one's like this, and one's like that. Why? Because it holds it sturdy. And there's a space. Right? If you pull out every other brick, the building could still stand. That's the that's the cup. The reason why there's a lot of blank spaces in the Sefer Torah by the Shira is because there's certain sometimes we go through an experience that we can't describe it with words. The only way we could describe it is with a shira. Shira is something, you know, there's a, a bar. There's a bar in the ground. That's a pit that I dig and I fill it up with water, right? But then there's also a be'er. A be'er is that it brings forward its own water, its own stuff. It's alive on its own. Be'er ma'im chayim. And when a person experiences a nace, he's so... He, he's, he's so appreciative of HaKadosh Baruch Hu doing this great nice and giving him such a Yeshua that the Shira comes out of him Mimela. yeah. That a song will emerge from the depths of his soul by itself without him thinking about it, without wondering about it. Halal is a specific Nusach. The Halal that we said today, right, was the exact same words 
that we said last Rishkaidish, what we said on Hanukkah, and what we said on, on uh, well, the other Yom Tov, right? It does, it's not to minimize the Hashivas of Halal, it's a different Avoidah. Halal's not a Shira, Halal's a Halal. It's Halavoidah. Shira means it's coming from my own personal experience that I experienced when this nice happened to me. So I want to say that maybe what Menashe was saying over here, maybe what Menashe was referencing over here is that Zamra I'll sing to you with all my being because I know that there's a taina on a person that when he experiences a Yeshua that he doesn't sing Takash Baruch Hu. A person who doesn't sing Takash Baruch Hu when he goes through a nace like Chizka and Melchizedek was a taina on him. So Menashe says, if you get me out of here, I'll sing to you for the rest of my life. I'll sing to you with my whole heart and my whole being. And together with me, the kings of the nations and the officers and the judges will all be praising Hashem Hashem because you saved me and you protected me and the sound of rejoicing and salvation will be in all the tent of the tzaddikim, karina bishua yiyabalei tzaddikim, kigover alai chasdai, because Hashem's great chesed consumed me. The emes Hashem li'aylam, hallelujah, and Hashem is the true God forever and ever. Hallelujah, praise Hashem. So now in the last line we see, what are the last three brachas in Shemina right? They're hoidah. Their, 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 their gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu for giving us life. Right? When we end off the tefillah, so just like in the beginning we have to praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right? And, you know, tell HaKadosh Baruch Hu all the shvachim, or some of the shvachim, to be more accurate. Then we ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu for whatever it is that we need. Pratius, Klalius, you know, general things that we need, specific things that we need. And then we give Hidor that we have the ability to connect HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Right? And all the Gavaldiga last three brachas from Nesri. That's the last few lines over here that once he says that if you forgive me of my Averis, then I will sing to you and I will praise you forever. And not only me, I'll share the wealth of the Toiva and the Yeshua that I have from Akash Baruch with other people. Now, I just want to mention one last thing before we close up shop over here today. A carbon Toida, there's four reasons why a person would bring a carbon Toida. And today, a person who experiences one of these four things will bench Gaimel. Somebody who was sick and got better. Somebody who traveled across the desert, somebody who traveled across the sea, and somebody who made it out of jail, right? In those days, a person went to jail. Chances are, it would never come out. So the Torah says that such a person, the Arba, Hatrichim, Lahoydes, the four people that need to give praise to Hashem Baruch Hu, they bring, besides to the actual Shlomim Korban that they bring to the base of Mikdash, they also got to bring forty loaves of bread. Some are chametz, some are matzah. Huh? Now it's very interesting. Because as a general rule, when it comes to carbonus, when it comes to carbon shlamim, you have two days and a night in between to eat it. Yeah, let's say I would bring a carbon today, right? So I have the whole rest of the day today to eat it. I have the whole night tonight to eat it. And I have the whole day tomorrow till Shkia about probably to be able to eat it. When it comes to carbon tithe, on the other hand, 
I have today and tonight to eat it and zippity zap. That's it. I got to finish it all tonight. Actually, a question. When was the last time you ate three loaves of bread for breakfast? Anybody here ever ate three loaves of bread for breakfast? Ah, two bagels, maybe. Anybody here could eat more than two bagels in one sitting? No, no not really, right? How was your bagels? Good? Good book Hashem. Yeah? So, what do you do with 40 breads? And remember that you can't keep them after tonight because it's going to become nicer and you're going to have to burn them. And you're not allowed to leave it for nicer. So, Zakta Nitziv and Zakta others that when a person experiences a nice, when a person experiences a Yeshua, it's a mitzvah for him to go and share it, share the story and express it to share it in public, to publicize the nice. So, I'm not eating 40 breads for myself. What are you, nuts? I'm sharing it with my family. I'm sharing it with my friends because I have to praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu publicly. And I invite my shul to come. And I invite Camp Yedidim to come. And I invite everybody to come enjoy in my feast over here and that's why I'm doing that. And that's why we have 40 breads. It's like very, like, the equation is like a little bit off. I feel like very little bit of time to eat so much. Yeah, because I'm not supposed to eat the whole thing myself. That was never the plan. The plan is to invite people to the Suda. That, this is the Makar for a Suda Saidah, by the way. That's what the Nitziv says. That this is the Makar for, for, to make a Suda Saidah. It's not a, it's not stam, a, a, a party in the Veltarine to make a Suda Saidah. Yeah? There's a reason for it. There's a chasm to it. And the, the Nitziv says that it's from this concept of this. So Menashe is saying that if I get out of there, then I'll make a I'll give a hidot akosh baruch hu veemes Hashem leolam halaluka adkan so that was it I think that tomorrow we'll get to the bilam doyig achitayfel and gechesi gemaras I don't know how much longer we'll be learning here all together probably another two weeks or so so and then after that you'll just have to listen to the recordings because otherwise you know all right that's and good chiddush to everybody all right.